good morning. This is a beautiful and wonderful day that the Lord has made, and I trust that we are glad in this day. Uh, I want to thank Pastor Ryan and the staff here at Central for uh, inviting Donna, my wife, and I to be here this weekend to share with the body of Christ. We had a wonderful time on Friday and Saturday speaking about marriage and family. And now uh, the opportunity to pulpit supply as Pastor Ryan is recuperating from the injury uh, that he's dealing with. And so thank you for having us here. And without further ado, I would ask if you have your Bibles and if you are inclined to turn to our passage this morning, which is found in Joshua, which is the Old Testament. And I'm going to read verses 9, 7, and 8. And I'm going to work through chapter well, 1, verses 1 through 9. So if you have that word of God before you, I will read our text. Our, our sermon title this morning is Conquering Transitions in Life. The Bible says, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you. Father, in Jesus' name, just fill this place with your presence. We pray that you would open our hearts and minds to behold wondrous things from your word. Empty me of self and fill me with the power of the Holy Spirit. Give me clarity of thought and precision of speech that your people will be strengthened. And for that, we will be careful to give you the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, as proud grandparents, Donna and I are required to attend all of the events uh, and programs that our two uh, grandkids Meatball is we, what we call our young, one of our younger grandkids, and Ryland. We attend all of their events. And this past May, we attended their, um, what do we call it, graduation ceremony. Um, Ryland graduated from elementary school to middle school, and Meatball from pre-K to K. And so we enjoyed that. But as they were going through the graduation ceremony, I couldn't help but to think, these little girls are in transition. They're transitioning from one place to another place. We all go through transitions in our lives. It often begins with graduations. We go from pre-K to K, from grade school to middle school, from high school to college or work. Now, the thing about life transitions is that some transitions are by choice or opportunity, while others are imposed upon us. Things like a sudden layoff from the job. Perhaps it is changing jobs. Maybe it's getting married, having children. It could be dissolving a marriage, relocating, aging, losing a loved one, a relationship breakup, medical challenges. Whatever the circumstance, 
Navigating our way through transitions of life can be a difficult, problematic proposition that invariably introduces stress, anxiety, grief, uncertainty, and fear into our lives. In our text this morning, we see the people of God in transition. You see, Joshua and Israel were not simply on the banks of the Jordan, but in a very real sense, they were also on the brink of transition. In other words, things were about to change. Things were about to change for Joshua. Things were about to change for the people of Israel. They were about to graduate from wandering in the wilderness to possessing the land of promise. And it is at this point of transition that God speaks to Joshua and gives him divine insight on how to approach life's transitions in a way that will honor God and result in success and not disaster. Again, the text reads, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. So the first thing we see here, is that there is more to your life transition than what meets the eye. Now, when God says that Moses is dead, he is saying, Joshua, it's time to move on. He is saying, don't get stuck in the past because there is more to this picture than what meets the eye. He's saying, Joshua, it's time to move on and move forward because what you thought I was going to accomplish through Moses, I'm going to accomplish through you. Whenever we are facing transitions that are uncertain, that are fearful, we must realize that there is more to the picture than what meets the eye. Moses is dead But God's purpose for his people is still alive. And God is saying, Joshua, it's time to shift your focus away from how things used to be and begin embracing the future that I have planned for you. Oh, one of the great lessons that God is teaching in this text is that in order for us to transition well, particularly when transition is hard, we must learn to accept and embrace change with a view towards a sovereign God who is always at work to fulfill a redemptive purpose in the world through the lives and experiences of his people. In other words, God is a big God with big plans Involving intricate parts and details that at times require disrupting our lives for a season in order to connect 
and use our experiences to accomplish his big picture purposes for the future. God is saying, Joshua, in order to experience the promise, you must courageously embrace the change. You must believe that there is a bigger picture. You must believe that there is a bigger plan. You must believe that there is a bigger purpose that's at work in and through what you are currently experiencing that I will use to benefit my people and to bring glory to my name. Oh, I asked this morning, are you in a place of flux, a place of transition? Are you spiritually, emotionally, physically off balance? Are you facing or trying to navigate your way through uncertain changes? If so, know that what you are experiencing is but a piece to the puzzle of a sovereign plan, a sovereign purpose that God is putting together for the redemption of his people and the glory of his name. When in transition, we must know that there is more to the picture than what meets the eye. The second thing we see from this text is that life transitions are really invitations from God to experience his faithfulness in new ways. That's encouraging. The text says, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you. Just as I promised to Moses from the wilderness and this Lebanon as far as the great river, the river Euphrates. All the land of the Hittites to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, I will be with you and I will not leave you or forsake you. Whenever we move forward, we leave something behind. And this can invoke all sorts of emotions, both healthy and unhealthy. And in our text this morning, Moses represented the past. He represented the past. He was the key figure in an era that revealed God's power, God's presence, and God's provision in an unprecedented way. Yet, while on the one hand Moses represented a history that was epic and extraordinary, on the other hand, the past that Moses represented was a past marked by failure, unbelief, and ultimately death. You see, as great a man as Moses was, at the end of the day, he failed to accomplish the divine task of leading Israel across the Jordan to possess the land of promise. For 40 years, you know the story, Moses wandered in the wilderness trying to lead those stiff-necked people into the promised land. But he couldn't because he himself never grew beyond his own anger issues and the people never advanced beyond their unbelief. God is telling Joshua 
that this is a new day, a new era in which the hearts of his people would no longer be hard, cold, and unbelieving. Instead, they will be a people who will walk by faith. Oh, transitions are God's way of writing new chapters in our lives. And while it is appropriate to acknowledge the struggle we have with change, with loss, or whatever it is that God is moving us away from, the Bible is teaching that it is not God's desire, nor is it healthy for us to remain stuck in the old ways of doing life. When God is inviting us to experience his power, his provision, and his presence, and his faithfulness in new and fresh ways. Oh, the children of Israel and Joshua were in the wilderness. They were wanderers for 40 years. But now they are about to become conquerors. This is something different. This is something new. This is a change that's coming. And the Bible is teaching us that God was faithful to Moses. God was with Moses, but Moses could only take the people and God's plan to the banks of the Jordan. Now the day had come to cross over. And for that to happen, there needed to be a new spirit. A renewed faith in the hearts of the people that will enable them to trust God no longer as nomads, but as warriors and conquerors. It was time to experience God in a new way. Oh, many today are unable to cross over and possess the promises that God has for them because they are afraid to accept and acknowledge the changes that God is effecting in their lives. Instead of moving forward in faith, trusting God, they could continue to live in the shadows of a past from which God has moved on. The door through which God required of Moses to walk through was now closed. And a new door of opportunity designed for Joshua was opened. When we accept and acknowledge that a door is closed, it helps us to take steps toward the new door that God has already opened for us to step through. And continue the journey of walking by faith into the future and purpose that he has planned for us. You know, in my family, we have a cat. His name is Ali. I'm not a cat person. <laughs> I grew up with dogs. So uh, it's not my preference to have a cat, but everybody else in my family loves cats. So we have this cat, Ali, and he ain't the first cat we didn't had. so... Ali's a, a cat. He's a good, he's actually the best cat we've had in the house. But the thing about Ali is that he likes to go out on the deck of our house, but he can't open the door. And so Ali will sit there and gaze at a closed door. 
He had sat there almost all day if no one comes over and opens the door for him. He will sit there looking at the door, the door that is closed. The problem with many of us today is that when God closes a door, rather than trusting God to guide them to the open door that leads to future opportunities to find peace, hope, restoration, and renewed purpose, they spend too much time sitting in front of and gazing at the door that God has closed. The text is teaching us that the next step after something has ended is the first step to a new beginning, a new chapter. You see, God offers us fresh opportunities to experience his faithfulness. If we are willing to trust our life in his sovereign hands. There was a movie that came out not too terribly long ago entitled Up in the Air. Some of you may have seen that movie. George Clooney was the star. He plays a character whose job is to fire people for companies that were downsizing. Clooney would typically begin his termination speech with the words, I'm here to talk to you about new opportunities. God is saying to Joshua, and God is saying to us today, Moses is dead. Things are in transition. But I'm here to talk to you about some new opportunities. Think opportunity and not calamity because I am with you. And although life seems to be in flux, understand that it is I at work in your life reshaping the direction of your future. So that my purposes for your life is accomplished. A closed door means God has new opportunities. And we need to stop staring at the door that God has closed. And move on to the door that God has opened. The third thing that we see here is that during life transitions, in order to appropriate the promise, we must approach the challenge with courage. The text says, be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now, I don't know if you picked up on it, but there is a redundancy in terms of what God is saying here. Notice carefully, it says the, the, the redundancy of the command on, on the three separate occasions in this text, three separate occasions, God commands. Not suggests, not recommend, but God suggest, commands Joshua to be strong and courageous. Three times in this text alone. Now understand, God does not repeat himself because he is forgetful. God is not a forgetful God. When God is redundant, it is because 
God is trying to get something through our thick skulls. You see, repetition in Scripture means that God is making an important point. Now, in this case, the important point that God is making is that in order to receive the promise, Joshua must proceed with courage. The Bible is teaching that when life is changing all around us, we must learn to accept and embrace the changes of life with courage and faith, trusting God to honor his word and keep his promises to be with us, whatever happens or, or wherever we go. Just as Joshua was instructed not to give in to his fears and not to allow himself nor the people to become intimidated or, or demoralized by the obstacles that came with the new opportunity, we too, when facing change, when facing challenges, must be strong and courageous, believing that God is with us wherever we go. You see, things were about to change for Joshua. Things were about to change for Israel. Therefore, Joshua had to believe God and trust God, not on the basis of his own strength, but on the basis of God's promise. The promise to Joshua was a great promise. But God wanted to make sure that Joshua understood that coming into possession of the promise would require courage. Be strong. And courageous. Oh, God has abundant blessings to bestow upon his people. But knowing that God has much for us is one thing. Coming into possession of what God has for us is completely different. It's a whole nother thing. God wants us to understand that coming into possession of the future that he has for us will require courage. You see, to be strong and courageous means we do not allow the awareness of our own weaknesses or the negativity of outward circumstances to discourage or dishearten us from pursuing our divine calling. God provided Joshua with a task, an opportunity to possess the land of promise. But with that risk of opportunity was the requirement of courage. The question was, would Joshua allow the challenges he faced block his faith in the promises of God, or would his faith triumph over his challenges? That's a question that faces each of us this morning. And the question has to be answered if we're going to move forward. You see, whenever God is about to open a door that leads to the destiny that he has planned for us, there will always be, there will always be something or someone that will challenge our resolve to believe God. I shared this story this weekend, but I'll never forget the time my wife Donna came to me with tears in her eyes. 
And she said, Raymond, I can't take it anymore. I knew exactly what she, she was talking about because she was bringing up a, a, a tight issue in our marriage, a, a tense issue, a, a situation that had not been resolved. Donna was pregnant with our second daughter, and she was feeling and sensing the tug of God on her heart to come home from her cor- corporate position to raise our kids. I disagreed with that because we had just purchased a brand new home and a brand new car in Southern California. And so whenever the topic came up, it was tense because the only thing I was thinking about was mortgage payment, car note. That's all I could think about. But when she came to me with tears in her eyes, Raymond, I can't take it anymore. I said, well, let's pray right now. We had prayed before, but I said, let's pray right now. So we got on our knees, we prayed, and as we were on our knees, the Lord just spoke so clearly to me. I didn't hear an audible voice, but he he made it clear that, Raymond, listen to your wife, because this is my will for your future. I didn't fully understand it, but I clearly sensed the voice of God. And so after we prayed, I looked at my wife and I said, sweetheart, when you put in for your maternity leave, let your supervisor know that you will not be returning to work. Not only did it bless her heart, but it also became a turning point in our marriage, in our lives, in our family. Because little did I know that that decision was set into motion a series of events and circumstances that would ultimately lead to my resignation from a corporate position and pursue the opportunity for full-time vocational ministry, which was God's will for my life and my family all along. So I had to address the issue of Walking forward through an open door, even though it was different, even though it was a change, even though it was frightening, I had to have the courage to take those steps. For many, the obstacles is fear. For many, the obstacles is doubt, grief, anxiety, stress, or unbelief. For others, the challenge is complacency, a lack of financial resources. And yet for others, the obstacle is the influence of the world. Whatever the challenge, the question is, will you allow the challenges you face neutralize your faith in God or will your faith conquer your challenges? You see, whatever the blessing, whatever the opportunity, in order to realize the blessing, in order to take advantage of the opportunity, like Joshua, we must be strong. And courageous, we must learn to overcome the obstacles that the enemy uses to block our faith by turning our focus toward God. And that brings me to my final point. During the life transitions, we must intensify our focus on God and his word. The text reads, Be careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you to do. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left. 
that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. God promises to be with Joshua in his military campaign to possess the land. But God makes it clear that in order to appropriate the promise, he had to be strong and courageous in battle. And he adds here, consistent in God's word during his season of transition. The Bible is teaching us that in order to appropriate or claim the future that God has for us during our transitions, we must be careful to do God's will, God's way, and God's timing. In other words, we must spend quality time reflecting upon and meditating upon God and his word. Just as Joshua took steps of faith in the direction of his purpose and destiny, not on the basis of how he felt or on the basis of what he saw, but on the basis of what God said in his word. As followers of Jesus Christ, we must learn and choose to take bold steps of faith in the direction of our purpose and destiny, not on the basis of how we feel, or on the basis of what we see, but rather on the basis of what God has said in his word. Transitions are those unique times when we toss off the old, but not yet step into the new. And while the circumstances may be different in transitions, the approach and attitudes needed to successfully move forward remains the same. And that is, we must be positive, patient, and proactive. We are positive when we learn to appreciate the benefits of change and the opportunities that comes with change. We are patient when we recognize God's compassion in guiding us through our transitions, keeping us from imposing upon ourselves unrealistic time frames and expectations for our progress. And we are proactive when we choose courage over fear and consistency in God's word over neglect of God's word, which invariably leads to disappointment with and disobedience to God. Transitions are times to reflect on where we have been and where we are going. During times of transition, when everything seems to be in flux, Although we may feel lost, stuck, or overwhelmed, we need to realize that from God's perspective, that is, when we are most receptive to change. Therefore, it is a time to think outside the box of human solutions and meditate on God's truth. As followers of Jesus Christ, living in a fallen world, 
we must realize that change is inherent to life. Without change, we never become the people God created us to be. For most of us, change is hard. Yet, when change comes knocking on our door, we must take heart in the knowledge that our great God, who is unchangeable, promises to be with us and to never forsake us. Even Jesus went through transition when he went to the cross. But his father, who promised, I will never leave you nor forsake you, ultimately accomplished his purpose through Jesus, through the death on the cross, the burial in the grave, and then the great Sunday morning resurrection, which redeemed back to God, which redeemed back to Jesus. His people. I love this quote by Jim Simbala. Don't quit believing today in what God has made clear to your heart. No matter how unlikely or even hopeless the situation seems to be, God is able to fulfill His word concerning your life, concerning your ministry concerning your church, concerning everything about you, including your future. The psalmist put it another way. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for you. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you. We thank you that you give us an example of what it means to trust you when life is changing when facing transitions. Help each of us here in the various transitions that you have put before our lives to be strong and courageous in the days ahead. And for that, we will be careful to give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen.